The college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SGP100 to claim your 100% deposit bonus today. Play, win, get paid over at MyBookie.ag. The college experience is also brought to you by OddShark. Head over to OddShark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends that you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at OddShark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. And finally, the college experience is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas. And the best part? BetQL is free to download from your Apple or Android device. So head over to betql.co to download the app today. Yes. Woo! Give me a Ric Flair woo. Woo! That was that was extremely loud. That was so loud. <laughs> the speakers just broke. But yes, we are back. We are loving life. This is the college experience. My name is Colby Dan, aka the Dantabase. You know, it wouldn't be the college experience without our right hand guy. Our cover two package. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> former, former James Madison defensive back, terrible Tecmo Super Bowl player. Mm. Give it up for the legend, the man, the myth, the asshole, Patty C. Here for your entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, half a looking good is feeling good, Pat. That's right. And to quote Dion, you got to look good to feel good. You got to feel good to play good. You got to play good for them to pay good. <laughs> you absolutely right. You absolutely right. <laughs> How you doing, pal? Uh, you know, we're killing it. You know, late night podcasting. Yes. Just making power moves in your college football universe. And we're about to knock down the power five schools, they call it. Although I think it should be called power six. But before we dive into that, let's go into some news. And we're also going to go into the independence of the college football world. But first, we have news. Wilton Spate, former, 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 <laughs> former Michigan quarterback and now grad transfer at UCLA, the Bruins in Westwood, California. Well, he went a little public on media day. Actually, I think it was even after media day. But he said that Jim Harbaugh, well, I don't know this is, I don't know how important news this is, but it's, it's interesting news. That he thinks, well, first off, Harbaugh's not big on chicken. Hmm. Said he thinks some type of sickness injected its way into the human population when people began eating white meat instead of beef and pork. And that's quoting Quoting Wilton Spate. How do you feel about the chicken game out there in the world, Pat? And how do you feel about Jim Harbaugh's, uh, his beliefs? If that's accurate, if that's accurate, we're only hearing it from Wilton Spate. I 100% believe that that could come out of the mouth of Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, 
I would bet money that that came out of the mouth of Jim Harbaugh because you just can't make that stuff up about this guy. I got a feeling he learned that from Jim McMahon at camp back in 1986. That's right. 87 or some shit like or, that. Or uh, Ditka. Someone yeah, in there. Yeah. Someone planted the seed and it stuck Maybe with Maybe Sam Beckler. Yes, Maybe his yes. own dad. There's so many idiots in that guy's life. That... Ted Marchabrota. Right? <laughs> no, that's a pull right there. <laughs> who do you? Who else? I wonder with the Ravens. Uh, yeah, he was March Brota again with the Ravens. So he he had. Who, wasn't he on the Chargers one year? I don't know who his coach was. Uh, was that Norv Turner just before uh, no, he went no, fourteen? No, that was, was got a fired? long time ago. Might have been Mike Riley. I don't know. But anyway, I thought those were ridiculous, ridiculous uh, statements. Uh, but hey, it makes it fun. It makes it fun. Uh, now Florida Gators also got into uh, some suspension trouble. I don't know if you saw that. There's going to be some suspensions handed out. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, turns out, and this is a developing story, so we don't know that much, but I do know that they were getting discounts with a gambler who was a manager or an employee of a rental car service in Gainesville. This is so atypical of the state of Florida. I feel like no programs down there have ever really gotten sanctions against them. Yeah. I think Miami's run a super clean program. Uh, to, to quote Jerry Tarkanian, who sued the NCAA and won, Jerry Tarkanian, the former UNLV and Long Beach State and Fresno State coach, mm-hmm. uh, he had a great, he goes, the, when they were coming down on, on UNLV, he goes, oh, the, the NCAA, yeah. They're, they're, they're uh, how, did they, how did he phrase this? He said, uh, Kentucky's violated so many rules, they're going to give Cleveland State a couple of years suspension. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, or some probation, not suspension. But I forget exactly, but it was just gold. Right. Like, and, and I agree with it. If you look at historically. They don't want to punish the cash cow. Yeah. It, but someone's got to get punished for yeah, all this cheating. Yeah, it's like the North Carolina thing. The women's basketball program really took the worst of that. Right. When their football and basketball team should have right. kind of got. Yeah. Quite a bit worse than they yeah, got. Yeah. Should have gotten the hammer. Yeah, so, but uh, that's a developing story. I w- I'm eager to learn. It says gambler, but what does that mean? Is it just some guy who bets on games, or is he actually connected to something? He's giving them cheaper car rentals. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, it can't be as bad as Miami on uh, the whole Nevin Shapiro uh, uh, yeah. Miami scandal number two. Who was, the, who was the basketball coach? Doing abortions Frank? and hookers. Oh, yeah. Jeez, oh, flip. Jeez, Jeez man. <laughs> right. Fucking the you. All right. So we're excited to have you here at the College Experience. And if you haven't yet, please just subscribe to us. You know, we're on Twitter. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on all this stuff. Any little thing, just Google us. You know what I mean? Sports, gambling, podcast, network. You know what I mean? We're the College Experience. We're available on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So if you're looking for us on a consistent basis, that's where you'll find us. We're going to preview all 10 conferences and the independence. And uh, this is the independence episode. So let's start there. Alphabetically, we go, if, the, if you're a first-time listener, we just go alphabetically through the conferences. And since this is the independence, we still go alphabetically, even though they are not in the same conference. Uh the Army Black Knights, Pat, you're a big fan. I know you are. Huge fan. Always have been since I was a kid. When I would watch Army and Navy games over at my grandpa's house, probably at like five years old, there was just something special about Army. And then when they fell off 
And like you know, I'm from the D.C. area, and Maryland was the the team to like, or uh, Navy. Navy was yeah. the team to yeah. like, and and plus they went on that big like 15 game win streak. As much as everyone loved Navy around me, in my heart I still loved Army. I still yeah. loved Army. I still yeah. wanted them to come back and win. So yeah. I'm glad they're back. They are back, and Jeff Monken is that reason. He enters year five in West Point, and man, talk about great coaches, man. Once again, another guy that could have won Coach of the Year last year. He went ten and three at Army, guys. Ten and three the year before he was eight and five. This guy's doing it. He's got this program rolling. But unfortunately, quarterback, star quarterback Ahmad Bradshaw has graduated. And he only returns three offensive starters. Once again, this is a service academy, so I think only bringing back three starters, not as bad as if it's a normal school. However, I do think them I do think they dip down a little bit. Defensively, they bring back eight starters. They are playing only 12 games, not 13. If you're wondering, Vegas has the odds over or under for seven and a half. I look at this schedule, Pat, and I think they're going to go seven and five. Well, I'll tell you what. I think Vegas nailed this schedule um, as far as seven and a half because it is hard to tell whether they're going to go seven and five or eight and uh, <clears throat> four. I could see either one very easily. <clears throat> <laughs> Jesus, take a swig of that Coca-Cola, you, you maniac. Uh, yeah, so let's break these down. All right, week one, they play at Duke, which last year in November, I watched them beat Duke, but that game was in West Point. Uh, everything I'm reading about Duke this is is really like they're really going to do for a lot of hype, yeah, a lot of hype for, for Cutcliffe and company. I think Cutcliffe has done a great job, but... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to buy into the hype a little bit and say that's, that's a loss. Uh, even though I think they could still play, that could be a close game come fourth quarter. Uh, then they're home versus Liberty. That's a win. Then they're home versus Hawaii. That's another win. Then they're at Oklahoma. They get destroyed. I got them two and two in the first four, Pat. You? I am right there with you. Okay. Break it down to the next four. They're at Buffalo. I have this as a loss. They go two and three. They get a bye. Then they're. At San Jose State, I got that as a win, three and three. Home to Miami, Ohio. Look, I I I, I gave them the win there. I don't know. That's a 50-50 game. I think I might have even said Miami, Ohio on the other one. Mm. I they're gonna go one and one here on this this max stretch where they go Miami, Ohio, and then they're at Eastern Michigan. I think they're only gonna get one there, so they're gonna go two and two on this stretch to me. These four, mm. so I have them at four and four right now. I don't know. I think, you know, looking at this, I mean, I would favor them in all four of those games. At Buffalo is a short trip across state. Um, you know, San Jose State sucks balls. Uh, but that one scares me almost more just because it's such a far trip across the country. Um, but not really. San Jose State sucks. sucks. Uh, Miami of Ohio, you're right, is a tough game, but I like them at home. And then at Eastern Michigan, I favor Army. I think they're a better team. But so I would, I'm going to say they drop one in there, um, but I would favor them in all four so games. You have them at five and three. I have them at six and two coming out. Six at. and two. Okay. And I have them at four and no, four. No, no, you're right. I have them at five and three. I have them okay. at five and three. Uh, yeah, I have them at four and four. And then home to Air Force. Oh, man. Shoo, that's a tough one. I gave it to them, I guess. Five and four. Then Lafayette and Colgate, they're going to win those, 64-7-4. 
Then they're going to buy in their home to Navy, and Navy's going to beat them this Boy, year. Well, that's a neutral side game, Philly. Yeah, 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 sorry, in Philly, yeah. So I got them 7-5. I think, uh, you know, just because I have them coming out of the first eight games with five wins, I see them also winning three of their last four between Air Force and Navy. You know, those are both 50-50 yeah. games. That's game. They're all the exact yeah. same team, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, So... Uh, <laughs> I think they get three of those last four. I got them with eight wins, but like like we mentioned before, this one's a tough one. To yeah, pick. I would avoid this gambling-wise. Yeah. All right, moving along. We go to oh, Provo, Utah, man. The BYU Cougars. Kalani Sataki. No, that is not an appetizer at a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's Appetizing Japanese. Appetizing as that yeah. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but Kalani Sataki enters year three in Provo, and let me tell you something. First year, things were going good for him. He went nine and four. And he beat teams like Arizona State and Michigan State and Mississippi State. And you were thinking, wow, they really did a great hire. But then you were also, maybe you thought, those are Bronco Mendelhaus players. You know what I mean? Because then year two happened. And, well, they just went four and nine. And they lost to some really bad teams. They lost to an East Carolina. They lost to UMass. UMass is, I think, actually a little bit better than their record. But that's, you're supposed to beat those teams, Pat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, not East when Carolina. East Carolina's the greatest team ever. Uh-huh. I'm saying. You know what I mean? Sure. You got to win some of those games. Uh, can they bounce back? They fired Ty Detmer, their offensive coordinator, last year. Oh, man. <laughs> Tough. Firing the local Tough. hero. <laughs> Heisman? The, the right. only Heisman BYU will ever sniff. He also is the only quarterback in NFL history, I believe, the stat still holds up to throw seven picks in one game. Well. Uh, Impressive in its own right. Yes. Uh, the, uh, kudos to the coach that kept him in on his on his sixth pick. <laughs> so we're gonna keep him in. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep I dialing it up. Right? I, I, I'm pretty sure. He, if he, I think he was a Cleveland Brown when he did this. Well, he might have been a San Francisco 49er, but it, I, I think it was a Cleveland Brown. Browns would make sense. Yes. So he's like, I just keep him in. Right. Let's ride it out. <laughs> Let's. Uh, what's their coach's record over the past few years? One and thirty-one. And Hugh Jackson is he still there? That's that's the most amazing thing ever. And they're talking Super Bowl in Cleveland. Yeah, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. I mean, we're from Washington D.C. and the Redskins win one game every three years, and they're you know fans automatically going to a frenzy. But geez, <laughs> one and thirty-one, and you have the audacity to even talk playoffs. I just love how you got like I, if if I was I would have cleaned out my office. First, the first year when you go zero and sixteen, right. I cleaned out my office. Second year, you go one and fifteen. I'm like, right, let me clean I out the office, here? right? <laughs> Maybe that's the thing is he cleans it out every year, and they're like, man, I feel no, bad. Please I feel come bad. back. No He's one a else nice wants guy. to take this. You know right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's still one of the greatest things ever. But anyway, okay, BYU returns seven starters on offense, seven starters on defense. So they're bringing back fourteen starters, a lot of experience. Got a uh, senior quarterback in Tanner Mangum. Seems like he's been there for 45 years. Yes. They bring in a Hawaii grad transfer, and a, he's a good wideout, and Dylan Colley. They got to be better. Vegas has the odds. The over-under set at five and a half. One thing BYU does, Pat, is they schedule absolutely fucking crazy. Yes. Uh, I don't think this year is the one as as bad as next year. No, but this year is not necessarily well, forgiving. Especially let's as we break through these games, I'm going to tell you why this is just crazy. At Arizona week one, that's probably going to be a loss because it's at Arizona. Mm-hmm. 
Home to Cal. I think Cal's better than BYU. Yes. Uh, at Wisconsin, they might lose by 30. Or more. Yes. Then they're home to McNeese State, which happens to be an FCS playoff team. If they lose that, does Sataki get fired? <laughs> Man, he might get fired on the spot because it's not getting easier for another two weeks yeah. after that. McNeese State is a, is a legit FCS team. I got them winning that one, so I got them going one and three in the first four. Yeah, me too. Okay, then they're then they're at Washington. They're gonna lose by forty points that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're one and four, and then they're home to Utah State. And and this was a fifty fifty game, but I actually think Utah State is a better team. But it's in Provo, so I kind of. Eh, what do you go on this one? I think Utah State is significantly enough better to overcome the home field advantage with confidence. I think I would confidently bet the money line on Utah State. This I, game. I think on the Mountain West podcast, though, I said I took BYU the other way, so i got to stick to my gun. I don't feel good about this game, but I think I took BYU in this, so I'm going to give BYU the second win there. Home to Utah. I mean, sorry, not Utah. Home to Hawaii. That's, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. So they're at win three. They get a bye, and then they're home to Northern Illinois, and I think Northern Illinois is going to beat them. I don't know. That's, uh, that's a bit of a toss-up. That's a toss-up game. I mean, I haven't decided. It's very similar yet. to Utah State, Northern Illinois and Utah State. They're like, they are, although Utah State, for some reason, just strikes me as the type of team that would, like, maybe it was this, just that Auburn game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, hey, you're better than Auburn. Yeah. Like, you don't really get that with Northern Illinois ever. Yeah. But um, Northern Illinois also... Hangs in. They got that northern toughness. Yeah, know, so. yeah, that that northern toughness. Uh, so so I got that. So either way, you have the we have the same record at this point. I think. Uh, yeah, I've got them with either two or three wins coming yeah. out of these. Yeah, I, I got at three. I got them with so that that would make it three and five, and then your final four games. At Boise State, they're gonna they're gonna lose, even though traditionally they've played Boise very well. At UMass, I have that as a. I think I think they're gonna lose that game. Ugh. They lost at East Carolina last year. They're going all the way across the country to happen. UMass. That totally could happen. Uh, I would favor BYU in that game. You got to figure this dude. Yeah, he can pull. He's gonna get yeah. it together at okay. some point. Even if they win that one, that would that would be their fourth win, and New Mexico State in Provo would be their fifth win, and then they're at Salt Lake City against Utah. They're not getting. Serious. They're not getting they're not more getting... than five wins. I I I really feel good on the under on this. I think they're going to get four, maybe yeah. five. I mean, the only thing they have is experience that can help them here. Right. Maybe, maybe upset Arizona or Cal, and that can change the season for them. Right. Let me let me say this: being a big UVA fan since you know I first started watching college sports, I have watched Bronco Mendenhall a little more closely, and you know, kind of looked historically back at his career track and you see this guy he's all about like dialing in the discipline 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 doing everything right you know making your locker look nice coming out on uh, out onto the field right and so BYU hasn't necessarily turned out tons of pros but they've always performed at like that 10 11 9 win uh yeah. level under Mendenhall what I think you're seeing under this new guy might just be like the same level of talent that should be winning like five or six games, you know, yeah. at a regular discipline level, yeah. as opposed to a Bronco Bronco Mendenhall discipline level, and so boom, they 
inevitably drop down. And unless this guy can start recruiting, you know. Yeah. I mean, Mendenhall, I think, was... A, I, I, I remember when this happened as you being a UVA fan. Uh, I was always really sold. I thought he was a fantastic coach. I, yeah. think, he, I think he was much better than, than the media ever gave him. You know, and I think you're going to see it in the long run in Virginia. Yeah, I'm starting to buy in. Uh, I think he, I think Mendenhall's the real deal. So uh, I also think, though, that athletic director, when they went independent as opposed to the Mountain West, and they started scheduling, I mean, this year's not they as bad. They got real aggressive. Yeah, this year's not as bad as last year or the year after. But, I mean, come on, Utah, Boise, at Utah, at, at look at these away games. They want to be Notre Dame. Look at these away games. At Arizona, at Wisconsin, at Washington, at Boise State. At UMass and at, at Utah. I mean, you were going to be lucky if you get one away win right there. Yeah, I mean. Just brutal. That's props. A, that's absolutely you know, brutal. Nothing but props, but come on. Give yourself a little break. Okay, so moving along here. The next team we've never really broken down past. Mm. They are out of Virginia. The embarrassment of the Commonwealth State. <laughs> <laughs> The Liberty Flames, the Flingers, the Flames, Brett. Let me, Pat. Jeez, Brett. Jeez, I can't even talk. <laughs> Just random guy. Brett Bilma. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Liberty Flames. Okay. Turner Gill. Or as your notes say, Tuner. Tuner Gill. Oh, Tuner Gill, yeah. That would be a cooler name. That would be a good, that, it, for like a blues musician. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, Tuner Gill is back. Turner Gill is back at the, the seventh year at Liberty. I can't believe it's been that long because he was at Kansas. He got shafted at Kansas. He did. Uh, did a great job at Buffalo. He only got two years at Kansas. It really, it's really messed up because at Buffalo, he did a great coaching job. To win at Buffalo is very challenging, and he did, he did that. And, you know, Turner Gill, man, a classic Nebraska quarterback under Tom, Tommy Osborne. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wasn't he the quarterback of that heartbreaking moment uh, on the goal line? yes. Uh, Irving Jeff Fryer. Smith, or yeah, yeah. Jeff Smith was the running back. Who was the guy that blocked it? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Smith was the, Jeff Smith the was Nebraska running back, running back played for the, the Buccaneers. That's yeah. right. Dean Steinkohler ran the fumble, fumble Ruski, Ruski in that game. Touchdown. Yes, man. That's why you listen to the database. That's right. Right. Dialing it Mike in. Mike Rogier. They also had in that back. Dialing game. it in from 34 years ago. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, so yeah, Turner Gill is the head coach of Liberty. Seven years now. He's brought them up from the FBS, uh, FCS level to the FBS. This is their first season. Last year in the FCS, they went six and five, which you're thinking, why the hell would you go to the FBS if you only went six and five in the FCS? But they did win at Baylor. So maybe that's what, you know, what they Prompted had in the mind. Change. I, I think it came prior to that, but I still. I think it comes from money. I yeah. think this is one of these private schools that just has some absurd boosters. But, I mean, look, they're bringing back nine on offense, seven on defense, 16 returning starters. they got to be a better team than they were last year, but that won't necessarily mean they'll be six and five. Bringing back their junior quarterback and Steven Calvert, and we, we, their running back is back as well, Frankie Hickson. We promised you, remember, in our first episode that we would break down the Liberty running back situation, and thus far we are coming through. <laughs> uh, however, for win totals, Vegas does not put out win totals for a team just entering, or at least from my data. And what it shows over here, I could not find win totals for Liberty, the Liberty Flames. So, therefore, we're just going to project. Yep, where Vegas fails you. Yeah. Dantabase heals you. <laughs> That's right. And what, what we're going to do is we're going to project how the Liberty Flames are going to do this year. 
And therefore, you can, you know, go from there and think, hey, maybe I should bet on the Liberty Flames this week. Who the hell is Liberty? Oh, Turner Gill's their coach, right? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> First four games, Pat. Home to Old Dominion. Virginia against Virginia. Mm. Uh, I am big on Bobby Wilder at, at uh, ODU. I think he's fantastic. So I think ODU is going to get that win. The only reason why they might not is because it's the first game in the history of Liberty football at, at, the, FBS at the FBS level. And I could see it being a wild party. I don't know how big their stadium is. I think they have actually have a decent sized stadium for how new that program is. And you would have to expect it's, it's going to be, be a packed rocking, house. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have it as I have it as a loss. What do you have, buddy? You talk about funny feelings, right? Now ODU is by far the more established team, clearly, and I think you're right. They have the better. Well, I don't know. Turner, Turner Gill may end up. Turner Gill might be the better coach there, but they have the more entrenched coach in Bobby Wilder. Um, but I I just feel something magical happening in Game One for Liberty. I think they're going to break onto the scene. And they're going to bust open a new rivalry in the state of Virginia. And we're going to see Liberty versus Old Dominion take flight. Now, this a footnote here is that as soon as James Madison accepts their invite to the FBS level, they will instantly surpass both of these James teams. Madison turned down the Sun Belt a couple of years ago, and the Sun Belt's gotten much better since then. And well, James I just Madison think... lucky, is lucky there in fucking football. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's good. That's good. Or a Weaver quote. Um, anyway, uh, okay. So I, week, week two, they go at army. That's a loss. I, so I have them at Owen two. Then they're home to Norfolk state. They get their first win and they beat a Virginia school. And then they're home to North Texas. They lose that. I got them at one and three. What are you thinking through the first four, Pat? You're thinking two and two. I'm thinking two and two. Okay. So then you move down and this is the interesting part of the schedule. <laughs> For a team in Virginia, they play at New Mexico. And then they follow that up the next week with at New Mexico State. So they go from Albuquerque to Las Cruces. And I think they lose both do on the you, road. Uh, do you go back home or do you just spend the I would week? just stay in New Mexico. That's what? a shitty week for <laughs> these kids. Go to Santa Fe, show them Santa Fe, right. show them Robert Redford's home or something. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> Great story about New Mexico. I'll make this one quick. My brother and I are moving from Virginia to California across the country. We get stuck in a massive tra- traffic jam. I think it's on the 40 um, or whatever, maybe the 10 down there. No, it could be, I could, could be the 40. Could be either okay. Or, yeah. And so we get uh, turn around, go backwards on the highway, ballsy. Go back into these uh, little like uh, plantations or whatever they're called, uh, reservations. And we find some guy <laughs> named Matty Wana. Who gives us this seated up marijuana, smoking it on the road, takes us back into some mining town like his fucking Scooby Doo. Dude, and then we're, he's going like 75 miles an hour down these rocky dirt roads. We're like, dude, we're about to fucking die. <laughs> right. And uh, we finally, he finally pulls off and he's like, hey, man, like, you wanna like, we're like, all right, buddy, we gotta go. Bang, get back on the highway. You know, crazy. That's the New Mexico experience. So dude. hopefully these Virginia kids. Don't have our experience. Exactly, because I can tell you what will happen is Matty Wana will be at this game. Yes, he will. He will be at well, both games. He's, I got a feeling he deals throughout New Mexico. New Mexico. He's a great dude, by the way. Fucking Matty Wana. If you're somehow listening to this, you're the fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so Maddie Wana. Shout out to Maddie Wana. If you ever want to come on the show, feel free to contact us. <laughs> we are uh, available on Twitter. He is Patty C831. I am at the Colby D, and we are also available at the SGP Network. Man, we're good on Twitter. I'm getting better at that. Inconsistent, but I'm getting better. Yes. Uh, okay, so then they, they after after their week, after their ten days or whatever you want to say, after their eight or nine days in New Mexico, I I, what, I, I got them losing both those. I, I didn't know what to do there. I think I got them getting one of those. I got them. Well, that that's where it gets crazy. Is so look, they they come back from New Mexico. I got them going zero and two there. They play Troy at home. Troy's gonna just beat the hell out of them. Then they get Idaho State. That's a win. You know, I think I agree with you. I think I had them losing both games on the road, too, now yeah. that I look at it. Uh, they're going to beat Idaho State, so they're 1-3 and three in that stretch. And then they get a bye, and then they're at UMass, which is a loss, mm-hmm. at Virginia, which is a loss, and then well, I don't know what they're doing scheduling this, <laughs> at Auburn, which is a loss, and then they end their season with the home game against... Once again. <laughs> New Mexico State. They play New Mexico State twice, and they play the New Mexico Lobos once. Twice in the second half of the season. This is, you know what? I'm going to give them one game, one, one, one of these wins against New Mexico State. They're going to beat them one time. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So that puts me at four wins on the season Just because a ridiculous schedule. I think you got them at three on the season. So if you're a New Mexico fan, so if. Just think if you're a, a married couple in New Mexico and your wife went to New Mexico State and she follows the football team and you follow New Mexico, you're watching Liberty three. Times this Three year, times this season. <laughs> you're gonna know more about them than the average Virginian. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I I had them what? So I tally up the wins here. I got the Idaho State, the New Mexico State, and I went with Norfolk State. I got it at uh, three, maybe a fourth in there. I'll, I'll I'll no, I'm gonna go three. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with four just because I got that funny feeling about Old Dominion, but yeah, it's it's not gonna be a great year. Yeah, well, you got to start things out. You know, next year, there's always next year, right? That's, that's right. Baby steps. All right, moving along, we go to the Massachusetts, better, better known as UMass, the Minutemen. Which... Pat, Pat's been known to be a Minutemen. Pat's been known to be a Minutemen a few times in his life. <laughs> More than a few. About oh, 80% man. of the time. <laughs> Don't you guys worry about that. <laughs> Nothing like the minute It's the best man. minute of your life, ladies. And I'll tell you who's a, who's a, a great minute man is Mar- head coach Mark Whipple. <laughs> uh, or Whipple, I believe it's Whipple. Mark Whipple is back for his fifth season at UMass. Well, his fifth season, this stint. It's his second stint as head coach of UMass. And uh, last year they went 4-8. and eight, But they won four out of their final six games. And I, that's why I'm kind of high on them. They upset App State. They won at BYU. Those are big wins for a program like UMass. That's an independent. Yeah. And they lost five games by by eight points or less. Pat. Yeah, I, I looked at this team. They were surprisingly good. Another team that I can't say that I was watching religiously on a week to week basis last year. But when you look back at the, the numbers, it's like, man, this team's a, a lot better than the record. I mean, they had was. a four point loss at Tennessee. They had the ball driving. You got, I think, they got to midfield and they through an interception or something or a fourth down. But uh, this team's got talent. And you know what's crazy is they did it. that They lost by four at Tennessee with their backup quarterback. Now you know. That's even better because Andrew Ford is their starting quarterback. And Andrew Ford 
is a Virginia Tech transfer who is pretty darn good. I, I forget his numbers off the top of my head right now, but I, I know that he had a money touchdown to interception ratio last year. And that offense is bringing back nine starters. You know what I mean? Defense is bringing back six. That's 15 returning starters. I like what this coach is doing, Pat. So I go over to mybookie.ag. I look at the over-under. I see it as five. Las Vegas sets it at five. So they're even a little high on them. And then you break down the schedule, and I go, you know what? The Minutemen, Pat, your people, <laughs> they're going to go bowling this year. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. First game of the season, home to Duquesne. That's a win against the FCS. Duquesne, as you say. Yes. Then they're at Boston College. Tricky game. They're going to lose that. Yep. But In-state rivalry. Yeah. Could we, be burgeoning. They're at Georgia Southern in week three. I don't know what to make of this one. I, I think that's a 50-50 game, but since I guess it's in Georgia Southern, you know, I, I guess I'll go Georgia Southern, I guess. That's a 50-50 game. Actually, you know what? UMass is going to win that game. I'm going to say it right now. UMass is going to win that game. They're going to lose to Florida International and Pat's team. They're going to go 2-2 two and two in the first four. Then you get you. What do you have in the first four? That's where I have them too. I think I think they do go down to Georgia. Okay. And get a dub. Well, the next four they're home to Charlotte. That's a win. They are three and two at that point at Ohio. Last year they barely lost to Ohio. I think it was an eight point game yeah, in overtime 50, or something. Fifty. Yeah. Regulation. Regulate. Oh wow. Shootout. I I still don't think they beat Ohio. So they're three and three at that point. Home to South Florida. What 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 day is that? What's the date on that one? That game is October 6th. Just wondering if it could be cold up in Massachusetts. That could start to affect uh, South yes. Florida. Yes. But I still, think South, yeah. <laughs> so. I still think South Florida will get that game, so they're three and four at that point. Uh, then they're, they get a bye, then they're home to Coastal Carolina. The who? The Chanticleers. There we go. And I think they're going to beat Coastal Carolina. So I'm going to say they're four and four at the eight game stretch. And I think that's pretty much exactly where I have them too. And then you have the final four games at UConn. That's their fifth win for me. Home to Liberty. That's their sixth game for me. And they're going to go bowling on that six. Then they're home to BYU. I think they get that seven games. And then they're at Georgia. And you know what, Pat? I got, I got a feeling that when they go down to Georgia. A second time. The Minutemen, for one minute, will be tied with Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very bold statement you're making right there. But they're going to win. They're gonna, they're, look at this. They're going to win games, Pat. <laughs> they are. Seven or eight games. They are a far better team than I had ever expected them to be, just based on what I'm looking at numbers-wise. So if, if those translate at all into the coming season – then, yeah, I think they, uh, I take the over on this team for sure. I think the Americans should expand, grab UMass, so we start a little rivalry with UConn. UConn-UMass is just made. It's, it's just like supposed to be. Penn State, Ohio State, you know, Boom. UMass, UConn, Boom. these little rivalries that should exist. Exactly. So then, we both agree on the over here. Now, we move along, too. We go, we dive back to the state of Matiwana. Mm-hmm. And we go to Las Cruces, New Mexico, which I always heard was a fun town, but I've never been there. I watched a documentary called Murder at Las Cruces Bowl, and apparently there was a bowling alley murder in Las Cruces that like had like 10 people just get gunned down. So maybe not as fun as you're thinking. 
Maybe Matty Wana called in a hit. <laughs> right? I don't think that guy is capable of that. <laughs> I think that guy is peace, love, and marijuana. And unity. That's um, right. And dreadlocks. All right. Well, look. Let me break this down for you, buddy. This is what happens in the last cruises, Pat. And it's ch- the town has changed. All right? Because Doug Martin's back for his sixth season. Sixth season in the last cruises. Just got a contract extension this past week. And you know why you got a contract extension? Why is that? Because he took those... New Mexico State Aggies to their full first bowl game since 1960, since before JFK was that assassinated. Is the saddest statistic I think I've ever heard. 1960. <laughs> Navy's 42 consecutive losses in Notre Dame was pretty bad, but I think this tops that. This is real sad. <laughs> I mean, what's that? 40, 58 years. 58 57 years? years. 57 years. That's longer than half the teams in college football have been in existence. 57 years without a bull and Doug Martin dials it up. They, they dude, they won. A, not only that, they won the bowl game, Pat. Dang. won the bowl game. And guess what? He's back they for more want Bama. <laughs> He's back for more. Now they lost their quarterback, but they returned their whole offensive line. Also bring in a junior college transfer to quarterback and Matthew Romero. I don't know if he's, I just like to say Romero, Romero. New Mexico. You figure put a little uh, Latino spice on that. Yes. So the, uh, the the great people of Las Vegas are saying the win total is at sixth over and under. Uh, I got to be honest. I, I originally looked at this and I thought they were going to take a step back. Right. I didn't yep. break down the schedule. And I okay. even I think I might even told people to bet this. Yeah. I thought, man, they lost their quarterback, their receivers. They lost some really skilled players. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no way, no way. But then again, they were leaving the Sun Belt. And coming to the independent level. So then I break down the schedule and I go, well, okay, okay. First four, home to Wyoming, that's a loss. At Minnesota, that's a loss. At Utah State, that's a loss. Home to New Mexico, 50-50 game, but I think New Mexico is going to beat them this year. Mm. So I have them going 0-4 in the first four. Pat? Uh, I'm right there, three and a half. Uh, or Three and a half, what no, the hell sorry. are you talking about? Either, well, I'll just say 0-4, but okay. they could get that one. I agree with you. Okay, but it's crazy because I'm thinking 0-4. I'm looking at the first four. And I'm like, okay, they're definitely. And then all of a sudden, I, uh, the schedule opens up. At UTEP, who didn't win a game last year. So I'll favor New Mexico State. Sure. I'll say 1-4. and four. Then, they're on a, then they get a bye before Liberty. They get that game against Liberty. 2-4. and four. At Louisiana Lafayette. Little road trip. I mean, that's a winnable game. I actually have them losing this one and going 2-5. and five, But that could, that could, I don't know. I don't know on that one. What do you have in that one? Did you say I win? I think, you know, just looking at it between at Louisiana Lafayette and hosting Georgia Southern, I think they get one of those too. I think Georgia Southern is better than them. I think Georgia Southern is going to beat them. Okay. So I actually am going to just say they're going to win two here. But I, what's crazy is they could go 4-0 right there. So they could start out 0-4 and just be 4-4 four and four again. Right. Uh, I'm going to say that they, they only get UTEP and Liberty, so they're going to be 2-6. and six. And then they get at Texas State, which is a win, three and mm-hmm. six. Home to Alcorn State. That's a win. Four and six. Then they get a bye, and then they're at BYU. I have them losing that four and seven at Liberty. I said they're going to lose that four and eight. But my problem is here is, look, I'm betting the under, and I told people to bet the under a long time ago, but I also could see them 
going to a bowl again. If they beat Louisiana Lafayette and Georgia Southern, or they upset right. BYU or Liberty. It's not like these teams are world beaters. Yeah, We're just yeah. assuming they're a little bit worse. It's a much softer schedule than I thought. I was factoring in that they were going to be a, a Sun Belt. I thought, okay, the independent level is going to be harder to schedule. I actually think if they stayed in the Sun Belt, the Sun Belt schedule would have been harder. I mean, playing Liberty twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I... I didn't. I was not aware right. of that at the they time. Made I, I made that statement. Smart move yeah. to independence. Yes. Uh, you know what the smart move is, Pat? Though. What's that? Smart move is to check into the college experience because the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50 to claim your fifty percent deposit bonus today. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Cha-ching. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do, Pat. All right. Now we go down to the fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Pat. I know you're an asshole, (laughs) and you like this terrible, terrible, terrible place. (laughs) Listen, it was bred into me by my brother to hate Notre Dame. Me too. You know, oh no, I, I just hated them naturally because they're just—they always think they're better than the rest. I was kind of indifferent. I—I I, I guess I picked up on that arrogance early on, but uh, they had already fallen off a little bit by the time like I, I started to really take notice. So that arrogance really didn't register with me. And, and then, then you I, saw Rudy. Yeah, well, I, you know what it was, Brady Quinn when they were sucking ass, and he looked like a ten-year-old boy. I was like, I love this kid. He's all tough. He's like, you know, trying to get them back wait, in the uh, national prominence. Wait, wait, Brady Quinn's tough? He looked, <laughs> well, he's probably a pussy. <laughs> no, I think Brady Quinn is decently tough. I don't think he's Next, like, next he's going to tell me, was it Jimmy Clausen's tough? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That ostrich of a man <laughs> or of a child, whatever he is, uh, not tough. Brady Quinn... You know, had that kind of all-American. He maybe it was the eye black that he was wearing that convinced me. But either way, he took a a, a program that was going nowhere and brought them back to national prominence, and I appreciated that. I also appreciate no- Notre Dame's uh, historical significance and their kind of uh, their charm they add to college football. You know, yeah, like uh, getting a TV contract so they're available on TV every game way before the people. Hey. It's just bullshit. It's Don't bullshit. hate success, Colby. It's not success. Embrace nonsense. success. We're going to be successful. Embrace it. Don't hate yourself because you well, rise I to the top. I think he's got another four and eight season in him. Mm. All right. Well, what I'm talking about Somewhere is in there, Brian yes. Kelly is back for his ninth season in South Bend, and they're coming off a 10 and three season. Wow. He saved it. He saved it. He was on the hot seat. He came through with a 10 and three season. Now he, the offensive line took a big hit this off season, but here they got some new offensive linemen that are pretty darn good in there. Offense only brings back six starters, though, including quarterback Brandon Wimbush, who actually played pretty well. Mm. Defensively, they bring back nine starters, and that's the one. Oh, my gosh, they're going to bring back nine starters. But they lose their defensive coordinator, Mike Elko, who leaves. leaves. He left for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. That was a great hire by Jimbo Fisher. It was a great yeah. hire. Great hire by Notre Dame and the yeah. Previous year or two well, before that. Before that, he was at Wake Forest with Dave Clawson. That's right. That's right. All right, so you go over to uh, mybookie.ag, and you pull up this uh, oh, over-under total, and it looks at nine and a half. Now, I know 
all these people are out there. I know Phil Steele calls for Notre Dame to potentially make the playoffs. Well, guess what? I'm not Phil Steele, guys, and I don't see it here. I look at these. I look at nine and a half, and I think, nope, you're going under. You're going under. Pat, what do you say about that? Ooh, you know, it's tough to say. It's tough to say whether this year has a magical feel to it. Um, usually, that's kind of what I base my, uh, you know, wild predictions on. Ugh. I'm gonna say they get over, but I don't see them making the playoff this year. If I'm if I'm honest with myself, I think they probably drop at least two games. Which you know, for a team that doesn't play in a so, so you're saying they go ten conference. and two, ten and two. <sighs> I mean, I think they're right there at that nine nine and a half mark. I think that's a good place. But if I had to take one, yeah, I give them the over. I think they wow. got. Wow. And and it comes down to one game. And you know what game that is, Colby? What's that? It's the game that you and I disagree on. Well, I can tell you what we don't disagree on, Pat. What's that? And that is the college experience is being brought to you by Oddshark. Head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends you will not find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. They are the best. Always remember, if you're going to travel... Travel without shark. <laughs> I cannot I'm dispute that. Yeah, will <laughs> be salesman of the year over there. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, they're great though. Odd Shark's great. Okay, but back to your point. We do we do differ right from the start. Yeah. Week one, I got Michigan going in the South Bend and getting a big W from the Chicken Man himself. <laughs> the Chicken Man himself, James Jimmy Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. Okay, so. So you have them winning that one. I have Michigan going into Notre Dame Stadium and it being a majestic palace, the uh, sparkling jewel of the Midwest. And I think that Michigan has a, it's a very competitive game. And I just think that Notre Dame has the quarterback experience, especially given that they have two guys with experience. If Wimbush plays up to his potential, then obviously with that running threat, if he can throw the ball too, then they have Shea Patterson's better than them both. Shea Patterson is better than them both, but there's going to be a bit of a, uh, a Manziel moment, a feeling out with this new roster around him in a game situation. Uh, Here's what's going to happen. Close game late in the game. Patterson is already going to go with the Flutie route or the Manziel route, whatever you want to say. And he's going to have just a ridiculous ad libbed play where he runs for like a 20-yard touchdown on a fourth and five or something. Mm -hmm. Michigan's going to win this game. They're the better team. Notre Dame's been counterfeit since the beginning of time. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) They had a lot of great years. But I got Michigan winning this game. I think Michigan's in for a big, big year, Pat. But uh, okay. I think they're in for a nice year, too. But here's how I see this going down. Similar situation, late game. Game's going to be in Shea Patterson's hands to make that comeback winning drive. But that proneness to turnovers that he displayed at Ole Miss is going to pop up once again, and we're going to have a magical sideline well, moment I, I got news with for Jim you. Harbaugh and Shea Patterson butting heads. It's going to be be- – and no, expect no, no. that all year long. They're Look, going to be best friends, but they're going to butt heads quite Chris a bit. Zorich is not walking through that door for Notre Dame's <laughs> defense. Bobby Taylor's not walking through that door but Notre Dame's defense. Uh, Yeah, it's just not – it's just – it's not happening, but Notre anyway. Notre Dame has been recruiting like champs for quite a while now, so. Week two, it, 
Ball State comes to town to Notre Dame. Ball State, uh, well, that just, I don't know. That's as close yeah. to a bye as Notre Dame ever is going to so, take. So Notre Dame's going to go one and one right there. Then they're home to Vanderbilt. I got Notre Dame win- winning against Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt is shit. That's, that's right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Then at Wake Forest. Gets a little tricky because I think that the quarterback comes back. Wake Forest, I'm a big Dave Clawson fan. I still got Notre Dame winning this game. Yeah, they're just superiorly talented. They are three and one for me in their first four. You have them as four and zero. Four and zero. Then, the then they hit a stretch, and to me, this is a stretch that I think they could potentially lose all. Th- I think they could lose three games in a row. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I can tell you they they they're at home against Stanford. I guess I'll favor them to beat Stanford. I I'm, that's just a guess. I think that's going to be a close game. This has been a great game for years. Yeah. Almost this, always comes down to the wire with these two teams. Uh, let's just, I'm just going to give them that win. I'm going to say they're four and one, Pat. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Blacksburg and they catch an L. They're going to go four and two. I think, you know, it's tough because I, th- I do think that Notre Dame is significantly more talented than uh, Virginia Tech. And this is the type of thing that Virginia Tech typically, when they're just outclassed in terms of talent, takes the L. But, um, but I think Blacksbury's going to be rocking for this one, and I think uh, I think they're going to catch him. Yep. So, therefore, I got him at at that point. They're four and two for me, and then this is the game that you don't see coming. Everyone's down on Pitt this year, but I tell you, Pat Narduzzi, I actually think he's a better coach when the chips are down. I think Pitt is going to shock Notre Dame in South Bend and get a win right there. Calling it right now. That's it. If you listened to me last year, before the season, I called for – Miami to go into Pittsburgh on the final game of the season and lose to Pittsburgh. And if you remember correctly, that's what that's happened. That's exactly what happened. That's um, quite, a, quite a call. You, you're, you're hearing it here. Pitt is going to upset Notre Dame. That's going to happen. They're going to be, at that point, they're going to be four and three, Pat. And then they get a bye, and then they beat Notre, uh, uh, I'm sorry, they get a bye, and then they beat Navy in San Diego. But even that's, that's always that's a tough game. Yeah. But the, that bye before Navy's huge. Okay, so I got them at the four, five and three. Then they're five and three in the first eight. I got them sitting there at seven and one. Jeez, you're just jaded. Okay, then they're at Northwestern. The last time they played Northwestern in South Bend, Northwestern won. This is a tough game going to Northwestern. It is a tough one. I don't know what to make of this one. This is a fifty-fifty game to me. I guess I'll favor Notre Dame. I don't know though. This is a tough game. North, Northwestern won what ten games last year? Yeah. I I mean. I mean, this is one that I think Notre Dame could lose. Yeah, it's it's a lot like the Pitt game to me. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that I'm just going to, I don't know. They're going to lose somewhere they're gonna lose, there. They're going to lose this game, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Northwestern. Especially coming out of Navy, you know, they're going to be all worn out from that triple option. But then I have it at five and four. And then they're home to Florida State. Whew. I got Florida State, buddy. <laughs> We'll see, man. I got Florida State we'll winning this one. We'll see what one. old Willie T has by uh, week 10. Actually, no. You know what? Brian I, Kelly's a good coach. Here's what happens. They beat Northwestern. They lose to Florida State. They beat Syracuse, and they lose the U.S. The U.S. The U.S. The U.S. The mm. I got it. So, 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 so Kelly still wins seven games. Seven and five. Ugh. It's a grim prospect for the Notre Dame season. Not totally unrealistic. This is a ball beater schedule. But uh, I got them dropping that Northwestern game. 
I think they come back and rebound against Florida State, who's still going to be trying to get over the hump probably a couple weeks removed from a tough home loss to uh, Clemson that really puts the end to their championship hopes. And, uh, you know, they get through Syracuse. They got that little, uh, what do they call that, Shamrock Series game that they always do at neutral sites. They'll beat Syracuse. They're just... Far, far Syracuse more talented. is a weird team though, because they get up for you know. Look at Clemson last year, Virginia Tech the year before. Now, granted, those games were in the Carrier Dome, but they're a weird team, and I feel like Babers got them going in the right direction. But I, yeah, I would favor Notre Dame there. But Notre Dame, I, and then at USC, yeah, I mean that could easily be a loss. I feel pretty good that that's a loss. Notre Dame smacked the living crap out of them last year, forty nine to fourteen, and that's why I feel good about that being a loss this yeah, year. It's yeah, it's been back and forth in that yeah. series. Um. I mean, yeah, they could be nine and three. Like I said, they could be ten and two. Um, they could be six and six. They could go eleven and one, and at which point I can't see them going twelve and zero. And if they do somehow manage to get to eleven and one, I, okay. So if they lose to Michigan week one, you still think they're going to go eleven and one? No, 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 no. I think that between that Stanford, Virginia Tech, and Northwestern, I'm confident against them against Florida State. But one of those three games, uh, they'll drop. So, but I think they're going to beat Michigan, buddy. I think they're going to beat them. Well, we will have a wager, and we will have a lot more to, to say about that game at the college experience. Uh, remember, for you people out there, we really thank you for listening and, and, and hitting us up on Twitter. And if you could write us some iTunes reviews, we would really appreciate it because we are trying to continue to do this and grow and get better and better and better. He is Patty C at Patty C831 on Twitter. I am Colby Dant at the Colby D on Twitter. We are available at the SGP network on Twitter. And we're also, if you, if you're looking for us, iTunes, you know, SGP sports gambling podcast network, plug that into Google, plug that into iTunes, plug that into Stitcher. The good stuff will come up. Tell your friend about us. We're having fun here. This is just, we haven't even scratched the surface oh, yet. Oh, you know what's coming we next. Yeah, the Power Five is next. The Power Five, we are good. I think the next conference will probably be the Pac-12 conference that we cover. I'm kind of going in order of the way I see things right now. So I think Pac-12 and ACC will be the next conferences we cover. Don't hold me to that, but that's what I think they're going to be. Guys, we're close, close to kickoff. I can't wait. We got a bunch more of this shit coming. We're having fun here. He's yeah, Patty buddy. C. He's a hell of a good American. And I'm Sometimes. Colby Dant, the greatest American. And yes, I'm an asshole like that. And a moron. Yes, and a moron. <laughs> Signing off. This is the college experience. Thank you so much. Bada bing, bada boom. Listen to Scotty. Take us out on a wailing ass guitar. Go America.